0: Good morning and welcome to Live from FM91, conversation and performance with some of the area's finest musicians and visiting guest artists. I'm your host, Brad Cresswell, and we're coming to you today from the Dana Performance Studio at WGTE. Well, I feel like the stars have aligned for uh, Valentine's Day week because we have not only the two stars of uh, Toledo operas Romeo and Juliet in the house, we also have the Conductor and the director, and we're going to talk with the two stars, Catherine Lewick as well as Zach uh first because you guys have you know a great story to tell. I know you've told it before, but we want to hear your story of how you um, fell in love, basically, with each other. It happened right here at Toledo
1: Opera, yeah. Sure did. And we are the star-crossed lovers. That's the other thing about the <laughs> star aspect of this uh, morning.
2: But also we should back up and afternoon say afternoon, that we actually met for the first time in Verona, Italy, which is true. where oh, right. Romeo and Juliet is set. Yeah.
1: Yes, but then we were singing an opera together here in Toledo, Lucia di Lammermoor, and uh, that is when we fell in love with each other. 2015. stage. Wow. <coughs> so, so
0: what was the difference in time between when you met and, and when you fell in love?
2: I guess about two years yeah. it was. Yeah. A little less than that? We were Facebook friends. <laughs>
1: we didn't talk very much no not
2: really we sort of like exchanged a few um, memes back and forth you know the big thing then was the the minions the minion movies I think it was yeah Yeah. so that was sort of like our our first little funny bonding thing
0: that's nice yeah
2: we're very dramatic on stage (laughs) but actually we live most of our lives on Goofy Island
0: yeah well and you have two children, right? We do.
2: Yeah. We do indeed. The goofiness actually really helps with that. That's we
0: have
1: wonderful. come since then. That was twenty fifteen that Lucia was, so that's yeah. uh, that's a little while ago yeah. now.
2: And our our we were married in twenty seventeen? and then we had um, our daughter Mackenzie in 2018, and then we had Charlie, our son, uh, during the pandemic in
0: 2021. Wow. Well, we should mention that the uh, opera is happening, actually opening tonight, as a matter of fact, at the Valentine Theater. It's tonight, Friday, February 16th at 7:30 p.m. Also on Sunday, there's a matinee. Sunday the 18th at 2 p.m. This is all happening at the Valentine Theater. Tickets have been going very fast, so if you want to get uh, an opportunity to see this amazing opera sung by two amazing singers. You can find that at toledoopera.org. You can call the box office at 419-255-SING. So we're talking about Romeo and Juliet, and I've also got the the director and the conductor here. Um, I know that, you know, it's based on the Shakespeare play, but there are some differences between the opera and the play itself. James, you were the director. Maybe you want to talk a little bit about about the differences between the two?
3: Sure. So the opera is really uh, quite streamlined. I mean, Romeo and Juliet as a play is a really compact and fast, energetic work. Um, but the opera focuses even more on the pair of lovers. It's almost like sort of an elongated duet over the course of the entire evening with just little episodes that creep in and affect the course of the drama. Yeah. Um, there are a few characters who have been added who are not in the Shakespeare, um, and we see a little bit less of the Montagues than we see in the Shakespeare, but otherwise, it's really quite true to the play, and there are a lot of places where the text of the libretto is almost exactly a translation of the Shakespeare. That's um, so, so interesting. So it, it follows really closely.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's very interesting because, you know, a lot of composers have been inspired by Shakespeare, and oftentimes they go off the map, as it were. They, okay. they change the story, they make it completely different, uh, so it's not recognizable anymore. But this is definitely a recognizable story, enhanced by the fact that we have Catherine Lewick singing it for the very first time. How many times have you been here at Toledo Opera? This Cat? is
2: my fifth role debut here. Your
0: fifth role debut here. Yes. Here. That's amazing.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, sort it's incredible. Of
0: your home away from home it really is
2: this is the place that i like to come to try out new things that i'm thinking about adding to my repertoire and i just you know it's like a gem of a a a little gem of a company filled with people that i love and um it also helps that a lot of my father's side of the family actually lives in michigan not too far from here so um You know, I get to see my family. I get to uh, have sort of a built-in clack. So even if the role debut doesn't go well, they all make me think that it does. So, (laughs) you know, it's really good for my heart, soul, and confidence.
0: Well, I heard you sing uh, Violetta not, uh, last season or the season before that. Two seasons that, ago, I yeah, think, yeah. A couple of seasons ago, and it was fantastic, wonderful.
2: Thank you so much.
0: We really look forward to your role debut as Juliet. Now, Zach, have you done, you've done Romeo before, right? Yes, I
1: actually sang it, uh, but it's ten years ago now. I sang it in uh, Arizona and also in uh, Santiago, Chile. Of all wow. Places.
0: So, now, you're a married couple. How does that play into your relationship with these characters?
1: We've had to uh, go back, but it's nice to be able to be doing this here in Toledo because we have the sense memory of the place where we are uh, being the same place where we had these same feelings that are really <laughs> the focus of Romeo and Juliet's romantic relationship. I mean, it's yeah. experience touching her hand for the first time. Uh, everything is new, and, and it was new when we were here, and, and so we just got to go back in time 10 years, and and then <laughs> we're, we're set <laughs> yeah. in our brains. What do you yeah, think, Katie? Yeah, for
2: sure. I think that... Um, what Zach said about um, the sense memory, and and that goes sort of both ways, not just the exciting fun parts of of holding each other's hands and, um, you know, kissing for some of the first times and stuff like that, but also the fear that comes with falling in love with someone. Like, they don't don't call it falling in love for no reason. Mm -hmm. It can also be a very terrifying experience, and I think that that uh, is built into this story as well, um, especially because of the fact that their families are feuding, and there's this um, sort of terrible history that uh, goes back for however many generations and that's a very much a, a part of them and how they were brought up um and so then to to have this discovery there's this really incredible moment um in act 1 where where juliet discovers that um you know she says well what's that guy's name that i just had this lovely interaction with yeah. and uh and she finds out it's it's romeo and, and this it's like just the word romeo sends this Incredible chill through her body,
0: yeah,
2: and she is uh very wise beyond her ear- years she's you know she's actually supposed to be just shy of fourteen years old, mm-hmm. um, and yet she has this incredible intuition, which uh is um enough to make her realize that once she learns that this man is named Romeo and that he's a montague, uh it likely means death,
0: yeah. Right, if you follow that path, which Mm -hmm. she doesn't feel like she has a choice, I imagine, at that point. Yeah. Yeah, that's so interesting. I know that you guys uh, drove out here from your home in Connecticut. Uh, what was that drive like? I mean,
1: you were you were still studying the score? Or? That's exactly oh, what it yeah. was. What I? <laughs> Katie does some of her, but I'm, I had it mostly memorized. You know, I had to bring it back to my, uh, my stroke and talk about how many lines I've forgotten and how many words I've forgotten. But um, I had it mostly in there, even though it was 10 years ago. But Katie, of course, her role debut was uh, she's got to get all those French words in her brain. So yeah. um, we were just drilling back and forth a lot of the time.
0: Yeah, well, we have (laughs) since it is opening night. We're we're not going to have a lot of singing today, but you guys are going to sing a duet for us. Um, Maybe one of you can introduce that duet. And I understand you've also brought some Shakespeare in that corresponds with the music that you're going to. We brought the source material.
1: James was was talking about the uh, the. parallels between Guno's libretto that he used and the original Shakespeare and it, this scene is exactly that I mean all of the words uh, and the, the poetic sentiment here is exactly the same Romeo um, encounters Juliet for the first time and speaks to her for the first time and this is exactly how it happens in okay. the opera and
0: let's so get your, your acting chops on and here we go yeah, let's See,
1: if I profane with my unworthiest hand this holy shrine the gentle sin is this My lips, two blushing pilgrims, ready stand to smooth that rough touch with a tender kiss.
2: Good pilgrim, you do wrong your hand too much, which mannerly devotion shows in this, for saints have hands that pilgrims' hands do touch, and palm to palm is holy palmers' kiss.
1: Have not saints' lips and holy palmers' too?
2: Aye, pilgrim, lips that they must use in prayer.
1: Oh, then, dear saint, let lips do what hands do they pray. Grant thou lest faith turn to despair.
2: Saints do not move, though grant for prayer's sake.
1: Then move not while my prayer's effect I take. Thus from my lips by thine my sin is purged.
2: Then have my lips the sin that they have took.
1: Sin from my lips, oh trespass sweetly urged, give me my sin again.
2: You kiss by the book.
0: Wow, I feel like we need to applaud that, uh, that, that excerpt. <laughs> From Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. I have to say that it sounds much better in French, but, you know, when, <laughs> <laughs> when you sing it, we should mention that the <coughs> opera is in French, but there are English supertitles available, as there always are when we do something in a foreign language. But um, you're going to sing this duet for us now. What is it called in French, this whole scene?
1: Uh, Well, the big number is the madrigal, but uh, this is uh, uh, the first line is ange adorable, which is, you know...
2: Adorable (laughs) angel. I mean, (laughs) hello.
1: Angel worthy of adoration, yeah.
0: Right. Okay, well, let's hear it. Uh, Kevin Bilsma is at the piano. Soprano Catherine Lewick as Juliet and tenor Zach Borachevsky as Romeo performing a duet from the first act of Cheryl Gounod's Romeo and Juliet here on FM 91. Priner, Catherine Lewick and Tanner, Zach Borachewski, performing the roles of Juliet and Romeo. That can be heard in person, live in person. I, you know, I say this every time, but there's really nothing that compares to the thrill of a live performance, and seeing you guys perform this in our studio is such an exciting um, experience, and I think that our listeners, you know, they don't get the full experience of the opera or even the music by just listening to it on the radio. I would urge folks, if you don't have your tickets and you want to see this special event at Toledo Opera, call them up at 419-255-SING or go to their website. You can get tickets there as well, toledoopera.org. It's opening tonight at seven thirty p.m. There's also a matinee on Sunday afternoon at 2 p.m. It's all at the Valentine Theater Get your tickets at ToledoOpera.org. Uh, Catherine and Zach, wonderful job. And, you know, given the fact that I know, Catherine, you've been running back and forth to what, Salzburg? Salzburg, and, yeah. yeah.
2: I, I'm really surely, I, I do not know what time it is ever anymore.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's the life of a world-famous opera singer, right?
2: <laughs> I guess, yeah. You just you just got to kind of power through and uh, I yeah. rely a lot on melatonin.
0: <laughs> now, one uh, person that we haven't sp- heard from too much is Adam Turner, who is a conductor. You were last year, Adam, for uh, Trovatore, right, by Verdi. And you've come back for
4: Romeo and Juliet. Have you worked with uh, this opera before? I have. Uh, this is my third. Third, I think third uh, experience with the piece, but my yeah. first with these wonderful castmates. Yeah, and, and under this direction. Okay, so they're not listening. So they how, li- how have they been? <laughs> <laughs>
0: how have they been during this? Rehearsal They've been period?
4: fantastic. Uh, this in spite of what uh, what Zach said earlier about you know remembering all these these words and whatnot, he's been fantastic. And having Katie uh, to debut this role, it's just been fabulous. It's uh, it's yeah. been wonderful.
0: Well, uh, how much of the way that you conduct the music is related to what the singers what the director have in mind to 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 bring it to fruition
4: on the stage I mean what what's your role in that what do you do well, it's a constant cheerleader and supporter. Mm-hmm. I, I am constantly watching the stage and trying to be closely attuned to to what uh, what serves the piece, what serves the drama unfolding. And there's so much underscoring. Our director, James, likes to talk about how cinematic the piece is. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't agree more. There are so many moments of just beautiful, sweeping, rapturous music that perfectly encapsulates the, yeah. the, the romance on the stage. And, and so our job in the pit with the Toledo Symphony, the fabulous orchestra, is to provide a, a really beautiful underscoring, but also to drive the drama and to help propel all the sword fights and all yeah. the, the tension.
0: So this is the first time you've all worked together. Yeah, I imagine everybody plays well with each other. <laughs> Except <laughs> when the swords come out. <laughs>
2: actually, this is, this is a very much not the first time that I've worked with James. Ah. Um, James and I go way back. We actually went to Eastman School of Music together. And so we've known each other for like 20 years. Wow. And um,
0: You're both so young still.
2: You, well, you. we were kindergartners there. They have a preschool <laughs> <Exactly>. program, actually. <laughs> yes. and that's what we were in.
5: Um,
2: and, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he's a Renaissance man in every sense of the word. Um, I mean, James, maybe you can you can be more accurate than I can, but I, I know you were a theory major when we met at Eastman, but you're also an accomplished pianist. And now you also have a, a directorial degree. Um and and also, I mean, there's there's like so many other things. And also, you need to mention the masks yeah. that you have <laughs> made for this production. There are like uh, a zillion of these handmade masks that he's been working so hard on.
3: Tell us about that. Yeah. S- there are um, almost 70 masks that make it on stage over the course of the production. We have around 50 that are worn. Um, and then there are some that are switched out. Some people wear more than one. Um, and then there are also some that just come on as, as props um, but I was saying to people in the tech crew the other day that it really is because I have to do something with my hands and there will come a day when there are no more masks to work on and I'll lose my mind um, because I just, my, ever since I stopped playing piano so much I've got to do something with my hands so uh, it was really a, a selfish thing to be able to create all of these masks but um, yeah I started out as a theory major and a pianist but it was all really just because I wanted to be in opera somehow and there was no undergraduate degree in what I wanted to do in opera and so I started with theory because I just wanted to explore the music as much as possible and have an understanding of it and then I ended up in collaborative piano which is how I ended up working with Katie to begin with Um, and I was her pianist for a short while and then uh, started moving on into doing this which has led me here which is uh, it's very exciting to get to work with Kate again in this very different capacity and to work with Katie and Zach who together Apart, they are both incredibly funny people, but the two of them together, it just gets exponentially funnier. (laughs) And so to be working on such a dramatic and tragic piece and yet have a rehearsal room that is so filled with laughter is just a lot of fun.
0: Wow. Well, some of that spills over, I'm sure. (laughs) When appropriate, (laughs) right? (laughs) Let me ask you, uh, Katie and Zach, working with a director that has a musical pedigree, I mean, is that different from working with a director that is ensconced in the theater, as it were? Do you know what I mean? Singing opera.
2: Yeah, I, I think for sure. Um, I mean, also because of, of the fact that I know James so well as a human. Um, he is so deeply knowledgeable about every aspect of this. You know, And I've worked with directors before who have walked into the room and have literally said the words don't worry, I've seen an opera before. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite so, opera is you know, Phantom of the Opera. Like, right? right, yeah. <laughs> and to, to then, like, on the opposite end of the spectrum, um, this man is so intimately familiar with the Shakespeare play and basically every sort of film adaptation or stage adaptation that has come since um and then on top of it, of course, he has a, a deep knowledge of it musically. So, yeah, it's it's uh, there isn't a question that he can't answer. And in fact, I, I think I've annoyed him quite a few times saying, okay, but, but like, what about this? And what about that? And and uh, at some point the other day, he kind of said, well, you know, also you make decisions. <laughs> 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 it,
3: it is part of the, the whole process of telling the story, though, that's, that's really fun because I walked in on the first day of rehearsal with the chorus and I said raise your hand if you read this play in high school and every single hand went up and working in opera that's that's not often the case that everyone comes to the story with such a an early knowledge of it and so it yeah. is. it really makes for a really rich creative experience when you have someone like Adam conducting who has already done the piece three times and comes to it with you know not just one way of doing it but options and flexibility and this eye for what's happening on the stage and then all of the actors are bringing not just their knowledge of it from reading it, but also most of them have seen multiple adaptations. And so we all, you know, there's power in the stories that we choose to tell. And there is some reason that we keep coming back to Romeo and Juliet over and over and over again. It's Mm -hmm. a really... It is a piece that has captivated us as, you know, uh, as humans for such a long time. And I think that's because there are such important elements in it that everybody can relate to growing up, rebelling against your parents, falling in love for the first time, being in a community that is torn apart. And like, there's just so many things for us all to gravitate to. And so seeing everybody sort of, you know, bring their interpretation and their perspective on that has been a lot of fun. Yeah.
0: Wow. Spoken like a wonderful director. (laughs) (laughs) Bravo to you. Uh, Adam, let me ask you about some of the other singers in the cast, because obviously there are more characters than just the title roles. Um, we had Sydney Outlaw on a podcast that we do a couple of days ago on Valentine's Day, in fact. Uh, Sydney sings the role of Merc- Mercutio. That's I have right. a little problem with that name for some reason. And uh, there are other singers as well. I wonder if you can talk a little bit about the supporting cast.
4: Yeah, also Matt Bowler in the in the role of Friar Lawrence. Um, and then there's a role, uh, there are a few roles that are created for this piece. Uh, Stefano, which is kind of a, a sidekick uh, as well. And and then there's also a, a huge chorus, um, yeah. so beautifully prepared by Kevin Bilsma. This is a fabulous chorus you have that's
0: where the masks come in right <laughs>
4: all the masks come in I want one of these masks I know the, what,
0: what happens too. to what them after their after the uh, production
3: they get loaded into my car, and <laughs> <laughs> then who knows? And there to be seen again <laughs> <Yes>. in Toledo. The <laughs> yes.
4: whole
1: house has
3: new decor. Yeah.
4: Uh-huh. <laughs> now the opera the opera begins with with a, a really you know intense little overture, but then immediately the chorus takes center stage, uh-huh. and and so that what what James mentions about this community that really the role of the chorus in this piece is is superb and in uh, profound.
0: Yeah. Well, you had a big chorus in the last opera you did. Uh, Toro Vettore here. I um, did. Somehow, I get really <laughs> lucky. I had a
4: great cast then. I have an even better cast this time. And, uh, and we both won't times. tell the first cast. Don't guys. tell them. <laughs> that's right. That's right.
0: Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, as we uh, wrap up the uh, the show today, I want to thank all of you for coming in. But I wonder, uh, Catherine and Zach, if you can just since it is Valentine's Day week, uh, and we're opening the show with that in mind. Uh, how has this affected your relationship or has it even played at all into your role in real life as husband and wife?
1: Well, uh, the story, of course, has enabled us to relive the emotions of uh, being together for the first time. But it, it's it's bittersweet with us here in Toledo because, of course, we have two kids now who are five and two. And so we're away from them. This is the longest we've ever both been away from them at the same time. Mm. So it, it is, you know, we're feeling their. They're missing right now. But, you know, when they're away, we get to be uh, a couple again like we were in the beginning. without It's sort of like a long date night, right? Exactly. It's (laughs) an extra long date night. It's like a
2: honeymoon where we also get to go to rehearsal and hang out with our friends every day.
1: We watched uh, (laughs) one of my favorite movies, my favorite movie. Tip Top Last night uh, As a uh, As a Valentine's Day special Which is also Valentine's themed It's Eternal Sunshine Of the Spotless Mind Everybody should watch That movie Oh
0: yeah Highly recommend Yeah I remember that one I also remember Back in high school Watching the Zeffirelli uh, Version of Romeo and Juliet And having a crush For weeks On Olivia Hussey After (laughs) seeing that Mm -hmm. But uh It's a wonderful opportunity for folks not to only experience the opera, but also to experience the whole dynamics of everything that went into it. That's part of what we try to do with these shows and with these conversations is give people a little backstage look at uh, what goes into creating this opera. We've only scratched the surface, really. But uh, I want to thank uh, soprano Catherine Lewick, who is performing the role of Juliet, and her Romeo, her real-life husband, Zach Borachevsky, tenor, as well as Kevin Bilsman at the piano. Kevin is sort of our resident pianist. I also want to thank James Mitchell, who is our director for the show, and uh, also to Adam Turner, who is returning to Toledo Opera and conducting the program. It's happening tonight at 7.30 p.m. and Sunday afternoon at 2 p.m. in the Valentine Theater. Limited tickets available. You can uh, get your tickets at ToledoOpera.org or call them up directly. The box office number is 419 255 Sing. Thank you guys so much for uh, appearing on Live from FM 91 today.
1: Thanks for having us.
3: My pleasure. Thank you.
0: You've been listening to Live from FM 91. The broadcast engineer for our program is Logan Cooney. I'm your host and producer, Brad Cresswell. Thanks for joining us today. You're on your public radio station, FM 91.